It's Thursday night. And where else would you rather be right now? Listen, don't just don't answer that. John Perry, should we ask the people where they should be at on Thursday night instead of here? I would advise anybody who's thinking of doing this not. All right. Okay. I get it. Fine. All right. Uh, so, so listen, John Perry spoke. So, yeah, you should be here. All right. You sad sacks of shit because, listen, you've got problems. We've all got problems. But you've got problems with your grass. And we're here to help because tonight, ladies and gentlemen, is a live call-in show. That's right. You've got me. You've got Ray, the green duck, and as a special guest tonight, because Matt is out with some unidentified sickness, we've got a true pro from the greater Boston. Well, can you really say greater Boston? It's more of greater Providence, right? It's not, Boston's a stretch. I'm right, I'm right in between. I'm on the other side of the line. I mean, I can see Providence. Listen, but if I, you know, can say. the sun's here's right, can I can say. see Boston. Boston and Providence are making a lushy sandwich. And who wouldn't want to do that, right? To Eiffel Tower. Who wouldn't want to be so, that yeah. meat in the middle? Uh, that's what I'm saying right there. A couple of pieces of white bread and you got lushy in the middle. That's a winner every day and twice on Sunday. Now, that being said, like I said, uh, you, we've got some people that need help, gentlemen. Some people that are yearning. People that are looking out at their lawns right now, their grass, whatever they take care of, and they're like, God, this is shitty. It's so bad. <laughs> and they're talking to themselves like that and even their wife and even their kids you know that's one, one thing with my kids is you know my, my son if we go out and see a field or something like that that's rough he'll be like Dad, this field needs work and i'll be like yeah okay i get it i got it all right oh wow hear from, oh, already a grass he's, he's critic got, already a grass critic eye. oh my goodness he's got oh, they, oh no so, so if that is you if you're that person that's getting you know nagged on by your old lady if you're getting uh, beat on by your kids about the grass, or you're just being really hard on yourself, call us tonight. Go ahead and throw that. Uh, there it is. Look at that. Live calls. Taking your Best calls. Best producer in the business. Cannot forget him. Three o. That's three o four eighty grass. Three o four eight zero g r ass. Call us right now. Let's talk. We've also got some mailbags that we'll dive into here because we did not get to. Uh, unpack all of those here in our most recent segment but i will say gentlemen uh it is uh demonstrably gold bond weather here in ohio right now tough time for cool season great time for warm season uh i don't know what it's like where y'all are at but it is uh it's fungicide time right well there was there was a lot of uh um shdi fungicides going out here this past week i can tell you that a lot of phosphites Oh, lot, lot of, lot oh, of really? Too. Was it? Oh, yeah. Was it just? Stuff. Was it? Was it just uh, lexicon time? Was it that? Was it that bad? No, just exemplar this time. We didn't go full lexicon yet. Just a, oh, it Caller, didn't go full send. <laughs> okay, didn't go full send yet. Caller, you are live. To whom do we have the pleasure of speaking? Did they hang up on us? Hey, one down, another one to go. Let's go. Look at that. All right. Well, maybe I didn't answer correctly. We solved their problem without even answering it. They're like, yeah, these guys aren't going to help. I'm just going to go watch Lawn Care Nut. Fuck it. (laughs) (laughs) I have a customer uh, who she's always watching them. Oh, boy. Well, hey, listen. uh, Hey, she's trying to educate I'm passing. 
I'm that's good that she's educating herself. I I would say this and I'm I'm not passing judgment. I'm not making fun of. I will just say this that he's posted a lot of shirtless pics late, lately and I could see how the ladies might want to watch some more of his content. I'm just It has that. been some posing in the lawn. Caller, you are live. To whom do we have the pleasure of speaking? This is the uh, inorganic lone warrior. Oh my god. This oh, is uh, snap. <laughs> Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you are uh, a listener of our uh, our podcast, our weekly podcast, Burn and Return, uh, this is Joe of Joe Knows Turf fame. He is our sponsor of that segment. Gives us zero dollars every year and all of his heart to sponsor that that uh, segment, and we're so gracious for it. Joe, how can we help you this evening? Well, I'm having a little uh, having a little trouble in the grass. Yep. Hey, yes, he is. We're all, we're all, what's going on here? I've seen some pictures. If it's okay to, I will share these out. Yeah, really no, you, you can share the You are more than welcome to share the pictures. Um, all right, I will send them. Yeah, I, 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 I should have listened to everybody, and um, I'm a hardhead, so uh, I don't. Don't, I listen, don't listen to everybody, Joe. There's, there's a lot of people that don't like you, and don't listen to everybody, please. <laughs> You got a white. You we got a. You, you would have had better advice you. on the boat. Yeah, oh yeah. He would have told me just to throw it. down five ship. At, at, no, that's just some inside baseball. We know it would have been laying on the boat, but. All right. So there's a couple pictures. Uh, okay. So I think there's a couple of different things going on here. Yeah. You 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 got you you definitely got some bad jujus there. Um, I guess not even the so, beginning. That's the middle. Let's talk about when, what kind of conditions you had at the onset of these, uh, these lesions and these uh, signs showing up out there in your lawn. Weather conditions, all that kind of stuff. So, I, I, I mean, it's hard to believe, but from what I've talked to people, we're apparently we've seen more rainfall than we've seen than we've had in, in recent. Uh, years in the month of May, and I, I, I just, I, I always do this every year. I think I just tend to overwater, and we're, we're, what we're seeing like a mixture of temps. Like it's been hot, it's been cool, it's not been a consistent heat yet. Um, and then just this past week, I, you know, I leave in the morning every day to go to work, and today I just really, I really noticed it in the lawn today, and. Um, I don't know. I just, it's just, I, I mean, like I said, we've seen more rainfall than we normally have. And I'm, I'm, I'm the kind of person I think I overwater because I feel like when we do get rains, it's not enough rain. Like I do have a rain gauge and I keep track, but I don't know. I, I think, I, don't, I think I just need to change that mindset of watering and just water when the lawn really needs it. And and not just keep my schedule that I'm. I usually only I only water three days a week. It's not like I'm watering every day, and it's usually like a Monday, Wednesday, Friday kind of thing in the early morning. It's usually it's usually done by sunrise, and I don't know. Um, I'm just I'm just worried because I just don't want to. I don't want what happened to me last year. So I'm hoping if what if happened, I can get what happened last year my stuff. Oh, send, well, send the picture to Jermaine. 
I think I sent uh, yeah, I think I sent Lushy the pictures uh from what happened yeah, last year. You did. Oh. And it's 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 Sounds the weirdest like thing because it's right around the same time as last year when the lawn kind of like was spotted in certain areas and there was some either some kind of fungus or some kind of either something in the lawn that kind of just took it apart. But um yeah, so I'm just like hoping that I can get some kind of fungicide down soon enough where I can con- can control it. Um because obviously the granular fungicide didn't really do shit, so <laughs> oh, we well, we knew that was going to happen. We knew that was going to happen. All right. Yeah. So, uh, uh, I think okay, Ryan, I just sent it to you. Oh boy. So let's kind of go short term to long term here. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. You you definitely got kind of got smoke there. We'll we'll throw this up. I mean, listen. If you can't show the bad, then you should be. Hey, yeah, you got to show the bad. No, it happens. It happens. Have, I, I'm. Uh, my channel I told you, Joey. Live, live and, uh, live and learn. The band, ugly. Yeah. All right. So, uh, first thing is, um, what uh, what fungicides do you have on hand right now? The the only thing I have is the the Heritage Granular. I just put an order in today for a Boxy and Propozano. I can't say the word Propozano. Propozano. Yeah. We know what and, you mean. Um, hope, Just say probe. Hopefully that co- probe. So hopefully that comes in time uh, before this gets way out of whack. I'd like to just alert you to the fact that if you do want to buy some of this on my affiliate links, <laughs> go ahead and click on the links in the description below. <laughs> the same thing. If you have not, if you've never applied ointment to grass, I think you should try. Uh, Ray, don't get the Q-tip. <laughs> Don't 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 jar test this and don't apply it through the trident. It won't work. I can tell you that for a fact. All right. <laughs> now back to so we've got heritage coming, or excuse me, azoxy. No, coming I already pro, pro, I, yeah both azoxy oh, and are coming. Yeah. Okay. So azoxy and are coming. Okay. So if that's the case, um, a couple of things here. So I would be uh, very wary of uh, throwing down. A bunch of propiconazole. Let's check your weather just in general here. Delphia weather. I know you're not in Philadelphia. Don't. No, he's got he's, 15 minutes away. He's got high 80s and 90s coming. Ooh, yeah. Monday, Tuesday going to be nice. Not, not going to be too bad. You know, um, you know, I would skate through the weekend. It's, you know, and, and probably just let things dry out a little bit. Looks like you might have some rain. Monday, some cooler temperatures Tuesday. So I wouldn't be remiss to uh, to throw down a rate of, uh, is that the 2SC formulation on the uh, Azoxy, I assume? I believe it is what he ordered. Yeah. He sent me the screenshot yeah. of it. Yeah, so yeah. go ahead that, which should be 0.77 fluid ounces per thousand. And then go ahead and follow yeah, the high rate. In, yeah. in the same tank with just one, one fluid ounce of the propiconazole. I think that will be a okay with what you have coming up, don't, as long as you apply it Tuesday. Don't, or maybe don't once do a, don't do the high rate of two then. No, no, you don't need to do that. You don't oh yeah, please don't, please you don't. don't. Do that. <laughs> so again, just and then, our, 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 go ahead. And then uh, so mix the two together, spray it out, yeah. uh, and then fourteen days later, uh, throw more down, or 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 just what would See be the, the next step like. after that? Okay, so the next step after that. It's a great 
fucking question. God, you're so good. You're just leading me right into this. Okay, let's talk about the water, okay? And right now what's yeah. going on there is you're, you're doing this every you're doing this three days a week. I assume that you are doing this all manually. You don't have an in-ground system. Is that is that accurate? No, I have an in-ground system. Ooh, look at this guy right here. Press of a button. Okay. So if that's the... Oh, we just lost a May. Yeah, I think his, uh, his internet connection uh, cut him off. But, uh, okay, in cases where you have disease, my usual advice to people is actually, rather than water on a fixed schedule, start to really look at and think about, is it dry? Yeah. If yep. it's not, if it is dry, send it, send the water. But then, if it's still wet, mm-hmm. I would be uh, in favor of holding that water for a day, watching it over a day, and seeing if mm-hmm. you still need that water the next day. Because here's what I've become aware of: I've become aware of a condition where, yes, it is stupidly hot, right? It's stupidly hot. Mm-hmm. However. You also have humidity. And when you have the humidity, your water does not dry out. You know, you don't, you don't have the drying. So you've got to kind of really start to think hard and be more observant rather than just thinking more water, more water, more water. Because I find myself, when I am in a condition of high humidity, I'm looking at less water, and the way I figure my water is in terms of inches per week. And with what I'm doing, I normally have the grass on what's called a mild water deficit. Mm -hmm. Okay, I'm on on a mild water deficit. I'm talking like, uh, hmm, if I had to put put an estimate on it, maybe like, 75 to 80 percent of actual et now let's not jump ahead here so et <laughs> besides the uh, critically acclaimed steven spielberg film does that mm-hmm. term mean anything else to you that also <laughs> means slushy you son of a bitch <laughs> <laughs> does that mean anything to you yeah et yeah, ET means evapotranspiration rate. I'm going to okay. go here and where the hell? Okay. And I'm going to send you this. Yeah. Here. But that's okay. also uh, my favorite movie from when I was a kid <laughs> as well. It's a, a, a fantastic movie. Sad. A little sad. but It was know. a little yeah. sad, but, but I liked it. I, I, you had a villain, was... the, man, the man with the keys. He was a, he was a good villain. But he ended up being a good mm-hmm. guy. Yeah, I think I I, I would wonder what that that would be a, an off the wall dark horse choice for a, a Matt movie night here. Uh, which yeah, if you don't be. know, if you don't know what we're talking about, uh, go ahead and head I'm over to www.patreon.com forward slash burn return. Uh, there you get exclusive access to a lot of our uh, extra content that you can't get, including the opportunity to watch uh, movies with Matt. 
which if you don't know anything about Matt, uh, one, because he's sick, or two, because you never watched this before, or three, because you also live under the rock that he does, uh, <laughs> Matt doesn't watch movies, and so we're trying to bring him back into, uh, it's like taking an animal out of the zoo, Lushy, and putting it back into its natural habitat. Uh, that's where Matt should live, is at the movies, however, it's going to take a little bit of work. Um <laughs> Jay Pink, will you click on that link real quick? Uh, Joe, we're going to have to wrap you up because we've got a bunch of other calls coming in, but I want to show you this real yeah. quick. This is uh, digital.weather.gov. And uh, in the uh, second drop-down menu there on the top, not the national CONUS, but if you want to go down and slide all the way down to the bottom there, all the way down, go ahead and click for me, uh, daily F-R-E-T. And then you can do it daily. Uh, and then when you go on the top drop-down box and click into, I think they have, like, northeast. They have different areas of the country. So uh, where was it? Uh, oh, no, it's just going to be National Kona. So um, a couple of things here, Joe, is if you look at this and read this map, I think there is a way to zoom in and get a little bit tighter. Yeah. Okay, so see these numbers here? We get over towards Philly. We're at, like, 0.18. So that mm -hmm. means today, right? They have calculated that between the evaporative losses of the plant cooling itself, right, which is transpiration, right, so the plant yep. uses water and it puts it out in the atmosphere, and then also what yep. is coming out of the soil from uh, all the factors related to uh, sunlight energy, wind, relative humidity, temperature, right, all those things coming yep. together to figure out that you lost 0.18 or 18 hundredths of an inch of water out of that. Uh, system today so if you wanted to replace all that you would have to irrigate 0.18 inches tonight with your sprinklers now what we know about turf and what we know about uh managing specific grasses and more uh definitely the uh, elite cultivars that we're used to many of them operate just fine at about a anywhere from 60 to 80 percent replacement value of that numbers right so i know you're a numbers guy you're a spreadsheet guy you can track this in a spreadsheet and then you can go ahead and just say hey i'm going to make sure that if I go three or so days, I'm going to make sure that if I lost, you know, let's just make it for math purposes, 0.2 inches each day for the last three days, well, that's 0.6 inches I lost. Well, if I'm going to irrigate back to 80% of that, that should give me 0.48 inches that I need to replace with to be at 80% of my evapotranspiration rate for that same period. So that's a way to look at it because okay. I know you're a numbers guy and I wanted to bring it, break it down like that. So learn what your system's putting out, right? Measure that. Get that figured yeah. out. Yeah. Use this site. You can lose it daily or weekly, right? You got a couple of different choices there in the drop down box. And then run the numbers because I know that's your, your thing. Make a spreadsheet. Do it the way that you like to do it. And uh, don't just throw her down because I know that's not your style. All right. Yeah. Real, All right. real quick, I know I, I know I don't want to hold up anyone, but the the application, right? So if I I know you were saying it's gonna be hot next week and everything. So not a good idea to throw it down or spray it when it's hot out. Uh, look for cooler temps and then and then spray it out. Yeah, then, I would go out and then. Tuesday. Go ahead. Sorry. Uh, so once I do spray it out, I want to wait 14 days for another reapplication of of the same rate. We're gonna see what it looks like. So at 14 days, you still okay. should be very clean and. Uh, Remember, it's not going to cure what's out there. That has to, grass has to grow out of it, number one. Number two is uh, we're going to see what the weather's like. 
And if it's still hot and nasty, okay. it might be time to rotate chemistries and things like that. So we'll see what you're dealing with. All right. So Tuesday, once I hopefully get it by then, spray it out and see where we're at in 14 days. That's right. We will see you next Tuesday. Pray for another call and show. Yeah, I'll call you. I'll call you guys again. All right. Love you, Joe. Thank you, guys. Have a good night. You're welcome. Look at that. Joe, the... Uh, Noah's more turf now. Joe, Joe just read, read a whole book on turf, and it was on tape, and we were reading it and narrating it. <laughs> we should do that. We should, we should have a whole series dedicated to uh, Matt, Ray, and I taking turns reading chapters of uh, various turf textbooks and putting that on our Patreon. I think that would go over... Uh, exceedingly well. I have a very, a very strong opinion on that. So, I mean, Ray reading the uh, the Doctor James Beard turf textbook. Oh yes, magical, yeah. magical, magic. All right, I am going to dump into or jump into the mailbag if we don't have anybody calling in. And let's see. Uh, of course, I've been logged out of my Notion, so I got to log back in here. Ray, you didn't tell us what the weather's like in Hawaii. Is everybody everybody happy and healthy out there? Well, uh, I, I don't know so much about the, the happy and healthy, but uh, I do know that it's in the high 80s, humidity and temperature, and the sun's kind of out. Mm. <laughs> All right. I'm gold bond weather. Read... <laughs> uh-huh. Definitely gold bond weather. All right, so I'm going to read this one from, uh, this is from our friend Smart Parts. He says, good morning. It's 9.36 at night, Smart Parts, but yeah, good morning. A mutual friend of ours, LW50, if you're familiar with uh, LW off the uh, LawnDiscord.com, one of our uh, our, our, uh, neighbors in Georgia there, recommended I reach out and explain to you my lawn situation I have going on, and trust me, as a DIYer, this is a cry for help now. Let's get serious. I've been battling what looks like disease and stunted growth, and I'm guessing due to the propiconazole 14.3% I put down. But my lawn used to be thriving until this year. Its appearance has declined drastically. I've had a soil test done that seems okay, but I was told to leave it and don't apply any fur. tried researching and YouTubing many things to see how I can get my lawn back to how it was. I've started to water it in the mornings as well, and we'll see if that will help. But I think I need help on this one. All right, so Jay Pink, he's got some of those photos there. Yeah. This appears to be... What kind of grass are we working with here? He doesn't really say in his email. I'm assuming it, he's in Georgia as well. His pH would suggest that as well. So, Ray, it, it, it would seem, uh, would be my guess, is that we probably have uh, Zoysia Bermuda here that was hit with uh, propiconazole. And mm-hmm. we don't know what was going on before, but what do you reckon could be going on here? Well, I could probably, I would surmise at this point that this is your classic response of warm season grass to high rates of propiconazole. This is stereotypical and mm. all the way down to, uh, you notice that color... Whoa, okay. Okay, and you guys notice overall the color. Notice that the color has this slight coppery or 
bronzy tint to it. <laughs> yeah, I mean, any any time. I, I listen. I don't have a ton of experience applying um, DMI fungicides, and more specifically, propiconazole to warm season turf. However, I am smart enough to know uh, that you don't. You, you you best be careful when you go do something like that. And when I say be careful, yeah. I mean like probably just don't do it. I wonder, mm-hmm. uh, Ray, help me out here. Help me learn a little bit here. Nice sweet caddy in the background there, too, in the carport. Um, yes. Uh, is that an Eldorado or a CTS? What are we working with there? I don't know if the work we'll out. That looks, like a, that looks uh, like a CTS. Okay. Ooh. Yeah. yeah. A little exhaust on that biatch. So, um, mm-hmm. Ray, what would one be using, uh, in, let's just say in the spring or early summer there, uh, propiconazole on emerald zoysia for is there any particular reason there or did homeboy here just say oh something bad's happening i'm going to spray a fungicide and we just turn okay uh shit possible. water watery diarrhea it, so it is possible that uh lw's 50s friend saw some dollar spot in his emerald zoysia or, however, here's the thing about dealing with dollar spot and emerald zoysia. A lot of times, when I see dollar spot and emerald zoysia, that tells me not to go running for the fungicide. That tells me instead to boost up my nitrogen, potassium, and iron rate instead. Mm. I wouldn't. I wouldn't go for fungicides and if i do go for fungicides on emerald zoysia because i'm faced with dollar spot my preferred fungicides include the sdhis or curative rate 3336 but i wouldn't be considering propiconazole i just wouldn't do it because I think the only time one wouldn't see bad effects from that is if it were used in the fall as part of a large patch prevention program. Other than that, it's a little bit brutal on Emerald Zoysia. So, yeah, there we have it. I mean, uh, tough situation there uh, for our friend Smart Parts. So I guess, really, Ray, time? Warm temps, sunny skies, about the only thing that's going to help right now. Don't want to, yeah, you're not going to fertilize your way out of this. Uh, and I think we have, do we throw the, uh, we do the soil test up here. Just throw that back up real quick, if you would, J-Pink, just to make sure nothing's out of sorts here. Even though it is our favorite soil test. Mm. I say that I am being 110% facetious. And sarcastic and, uh, well, the, uh, you know what? The only thing that I'm looking at that I can garner that is of value is okay. I pay most attention to the calcium and magnesium numbers because that is my only indication of whether somebody has an actual pH issue. Because 
when calcium and magnesium are sky high and above their supposed uh, you know optimum range, that's when I suspect high pH. Conversely, when it is uh, in the basement, uh, Ryan, I then mm-hmm. suspect that the person actually has a low pH or acidic soil condition, and low pH is actually very detrimental to zoysias in general. And in actual practice, uh, what I would tell smart parts to do is I would suggest that he drop off another soil sample at UGA and have them run it instead Auto, and get better numbers. And, and you don't know what UGA is? That's that's for the folks at home. That's Georgia. That's where you take it. Georgia. All right. <laughs> all right. That's, that's so, <laughs> all right. Uh, just reminding everybody. Lines are open right there. You see it scrolling at the bottom of the scene. The, the screen, excuse me, 304-80-GRASS, the 304-80-GR-ASS, or 304-804-7277. Call us now. Tell us how bad it is. Just spill your guts. We'll judge you as hard <laughs> as we possibly can. and then we'll We're going to call someone back that tried calling. So, oh, we're uh, going to call somebody back. Our, fir- our oh, first okay. caller? Just 911? No. Yes, 911. Re- yeah, reverse dial. Paul Smith. Again? He tried calling while we were uh, diving into that last. Paul Smith, you're on boys. Oh, you want to call me back now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is. Uh, yeah, this is uh, Taco Tickler's Adult Bookshop, uh, sir. We have your uh, <laughs> your your orders in, and we just wanted to let you know it's here, ready for pickup. You might want to bring a dolly, though. Uh, there's quite a few items here. <laughs> oh, Lord. Tonight is not the night. How are we you actually doing? have a... We, oh, good, good. We have a liftgate service, too. We'll bring it to your house, okay? So it's fine. Uh, we're doing mm-hmm. good. How are you? How are you? I hope you don't mind the flashing lights on the truck. <laughs> <laughs> Anything for you. I had a I had a whole comment about something like that. That's what got it in my brain. I'll I'll say it in in the after show later. Uh, but okay, Paul. Uh, listen, I I just want to dish on this guy for a second, real quick, because every like now and again, I just get like these beautiful photos of these awesome properties that he takes care of, or like his house, which is like just perfectly manicured at all times. And then, and then I shit on 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 that zoysia. and then and then sometimes he'll just send me like some total like what the fuck is going on here photos like of just some whether it's competitors or it's just some random stuff like dude what's this why is this even like this and i'm i have to say like dude why is this like that nobody knows nobody knows it's just the way that fate and uh large uh national landscape companies work you know so you got to you got to be careful with it. But uh, this guy is a, if you don't know, Paul Smith, um, he's in the Carolinas, right? And when I say in the Carolinas, I mean like he is all over the place in the Carolinas. Like he might be a nomad in those two states because he goes all over everywhere there. And uh, he is also uh, an award-winning uh, applicator in, uh, in businessman. So. so listen. So what are you seeing down there, man? I, I want to hear, hear it because uh, – 
Paul Atwell, he's been uh, – I haven't heard from him lately. So what's what's going on in the Carolinas? He's been, he's Carolina been busy. Was. I talked to Paul. He, he has been busy, and so have I. It's been hot. It's been dry. Um, mm-hmm. Unirrigated stuff is, you know, especially when school season is uh, not looking so good. <laughs> <laughs> and even on, on the warm season, a little, little, little struggling. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but but you guys got a uh, soil test in on one of the shows uh, the other night that uh, that came in. It was somewhere in the Piedmont. It was like what four point eight. Yeah, 4. we were talking mm-hmm. about that. I it think was, it was on Sunday. Board. I think it was Sunday night. I think we were talking Burn about that. Burn and return. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you do you have that email? Uh, J Pink, can you pull it up? It was question though was that Bermuda or Zoysia? Or, or uh, centipede, right? Uh, that, that, he emailed said Bermuda, but the 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 soil test said uh, centipede. Yeah, and and Ray wanted to put in uh, a whole truckload of lime. Yeah, he wanted to <laughs> till it in. That's right. He wanted to till it in. Till it in. Till it in. And then get, <laughs> and then get the big vibratory roller. And Compact it all in and smooth and grate it out and just let it go. Ray's signature <laughs> bulldo- Ray's signature bulldozer was replaced with a hundred horsepower tractor and a rotodarian. So was it this? <laughs> yes, uh, yeah, I think this is the one. Yes. Possibly. So go up. Isn't the pH listed on here somewhere? Oh no, it's right now. I'm looking. This is right in my face. Four- yes, there was another one though that was that was higher though, or, or excuse me, lower. Mm-hmm. There was yep. one that was extremely low. Yeah, this this one is uh, is pretty good, but then we saw another one on the burn and return where that's when I said, "Oh Lord, uh, whoever has this soil is looking at a bulldozer, a roller, and a top dresser filled with lime." <laughs> mm. So, Paul, tell us what is unique about Piedmont soil, know. and how do you deal with it? The, the best we can, um, <laughs> especially on new construction, uh, yeah. lime, and and then mm-hmm. that uh, artisanal zoysia picture I sent you that uh, <laughs> you, you don't need to share. Artisanal, I won't, I won't, I won't. Yeah, we're 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 gonna we're gonna pull pull some cores there. Um, oh, really? And I haven't, I haven't. Yeah, I, I haven't had a uh, a lot of time on that particular property. So, uh, you know, less than 12 months, cover mm-hmm. a lot, but uh, mm-hmm. it's something oh, we're going to look at. I mean, if you're not getting a color response from your fertilizer, you need to be looking at pH. Hey, Demay, this is, uh, so Lewis is in the, the chat right now. Oh, nice. With the low pH yep. here. Oh, Luis, Rodriguez. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So... A 4.8. So, uh, yeah. You're not going to get so they, any, yeah, any in response. You just, I no, mean, yeah, no, zero. And I think that what's what's probably tough in this situation is that you can't just stop applying it, though, right? Like, you're not going to get color response and everything, but I, there is, and it's going into the plant. You're just not seeing the full fruits of that labor and everything like it. that. So, 
So yeah. I think the the thing here, I think from an applicator standpoint, if you're a pro, right, is in in Lushy, you face this to a certain extent, I guess, is like on some of your lawns, especially the, new construction. I, I get, I get these. Yep. So how how do you set expectations with these people and be like, listen, <laughs> this is not <laughs> your everyday run of the mill uh, driving Miss Daisy lawn. This is a little bit different. So I'm curious. I, Paul, like something like this, I would say it would take like be like a two year process just to get the pH in the right zone. Yeah, you know, even even being Paul, like super aggressive, and then it's also what's their budget. Mm-hmm. Well, so in in Paul, you're in mean, a little bit different situation because a lot of your stuff, you know, or, or some of your stuff, you're probably more commercial than what Lushy does. So how do you handle that? Oh, oh yeah, in absolutely. Commercial setting. In the commercial setting, you know, I, I don't, I don't deal with a ton of that, but uh, uh-huh. so privately, you don't apply it. You, you know, you skip, uh, you skip that fertilizer and you apply lime. You make an application, <laughs> but <laughs> or, okay, or you know, you, you sell it, or you, or or Paul? you sell it, you know, and just mm-hmm. say, hey. You're wasting your money in a private setting. You're wasting your money. You're not going to get where you want to be. And, you know. Well, that is just that is just laying out the truth bombs, because when peach is that low and you start applying lime and getting that pH up, what people will often see visually is. The rise in the pH color and the response. elevated calcium levels is going to get them a color response, and that's going to be the color response that they've been after and they've probably been chasing for quite a while and not knowing why they weren't getting it because mm-hmm. you throw down nitrogen at a low pH soil, and it can be what I call the mission to nowhere. But you do what? Some of the things that I do where I have a liming procedure that jacks the pH up by half a point in one week. But what? It's a little bit it's a little bit strenuous. Yeah, it's called it's called it's called two pallets per thousand and a rototiller. <laughs> no. And well if I can't rototill, it's <laughs> 10 pound per thousand hydrated lime. Hydrated Whoa, lime is no. uh, is different. Oh, hydrated no. lime. Yeah, it's hydrated just lime. With the fire we're... department to water it in. <laughs> yes. I was going to say, yeah. Ray actually hires the, uh, the forest fire planes from California to go over and make that app for him. Subs that out. Subs that out. Yeah, I so, I just told them, okay, okay, this is the this is the lawn, gentlemen. Drop it right here, from plus about, or minus a hundred you know, meters. Yeah, plus or minus hundred or so meters. Just just drop it. This is the house. <laughs> Fire for effect, no, right? I, uh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But budgetarily, I've had customers who can't afford the fertilizer and 
uh, the, the extra lime that we would need to do. So I, what I've done is I've pulled out round one, you pull out the fertilizer, but I'm still applying because we do do liquid on our pre post emergent application. So we'll spread the lime and do pre and post round two, they get in fertilizer. Round three, you're getting lime again. Round four, we're back to fertilizer. And then we're looking to see where that falls. We might go back into another another lime. Um, you know, depends on how far off they are. Or it just might be like, it's not worth, don't even do anything. Let's just lime. You know, if this is where your budget's at this year, we're just going to lime and just do, and and not do anything. And get pH correct. pH correct first, yep. right? Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. I, I, like I like that a whole lot. I, I'd much rather, uh, you know, do something that's going to make a difference uh, as opposed to uh, being wasteful, you know. Exactly. Exactly, Paul. I mean, I think one of the things that I tell myself and I actually end up telling people to their face is I'm not here to do what you think you want. I'm here to do what's actually best for the grass. Exactly. Because I like it. You know, throwing down all of this fertilizer, nitrogen and phosphorus and whatever, and not getting the results hey, out of it. It's hey, just not it. Hey Ray, it's, <laughs> it's so cheap right now. It's so cheap. You should just put down extra. It's so cheap. <laughs> oh yeah. Sarcasm it's on, free. right, Paul? Sarcasm on, right, Paul? I mean, yeah, nitrogen is uh cheap right now and so so is phosphorus so let's uh if we don't get what we want out of it let's just double the app rate got it <laughs> got it <laughs> uh yeah there's literally uh, i've not talked to anybody i mean anybody well besides besides the stuff that, that we do because we're crazy but um anybody that is applying the same rates that they were last year for an annual total. I can't, you know, app to app, it might change or whatever, but there ain't nobody who was at, let's just say four and a half pounds. That's still doing four and a half pounds this year. Let's say that. And to be honest, especially what we know in a lot of these systems is that, you know, yeah, you can't get by now further. You go South and the more warm season you have, that could be sort of a, 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 a slippery slope to get going on, but I think especially on cool season, uh, there is there's a lot of credence that you know going down a little bit, ten percent, even twenty percent, you're not going to see much in a, of a change uh, in terms of overall conditions. So I think that will be something to uh, to bear there's, out, and we'll see. There's what a lot. There's a large applicator up here who's gone with the. Uh, I think he's gone with 128 day poly coated and that's what he's putting out and then he's just got guys going out and he's so he's limiting he's paid more for that product up front but he's limiting how much he's he's making his actual uh, fertilizer application he's trying to save it that way hey we've got all kinds of ways to save money i think at some point though right you know it all comes back to overall health of the turf right it's not going to fight off everything it's not going to do everything but if you don't have healthy turf it's going to make a lot of other things uh start to go downhill mm-hmm. very quickly so I, that's that's Absolutely. been my caution to folks is like hey 
you're still going to do your cultural practices. You're not going to lose that. Yeah, gas is a little bit more expensive. Maybe your margins down a little bit, but stick with those. I think it, you know, and and here's here's where I'm coming from. And Ray, maybe you experienced this on the lawn care side back in 0809 when we went through a pretty tough patch, right? In terms of customers mm-hmm. and buying power and all that sort of thing. But in golf, right? Like the first thing that the bean counters were saying was, "Oh, hey." You don't need to airify like those tines are expensive and there's a lot of man hours and everything wrapped up in that. And, you know, you got to fertilize more to recover from it. And like, yeah, you don't need to do that. And I'll tell you what, the people that did that got themselves in some real shit within six months, a year, year and a half. Got to got to be really bad off and, and in positions where it cost ex- exponentially more to recover out of that because of those shortcuts that they took. Right. Now, other folks are like, hey, you know what? I'll back down on the end. Maybe I'll try and stretch out, you know, some fungicide windows and some intervals, right? Uh, maybe accept a few more weeds out there in certain places and just, you know, be a little bit more tolerant. And guess what? Those folks were just fine. And so I think that's the that's the thing to think about here when we get into these cost-conscious times is what is okay to cut corners on and what is not. And fertility What's is not? certainly not one the, it's certainly not one that you want to go right all the way in the basement, but it's definitely one that if you just you scale back, back a little bit, touch. it ain't gonna be it ain't gonna be that big of a deal. You know, especially and, uh, in the middle of the summer where you can kind of maybe oh, ride yeah. it out a little bit, you know, and yeah. just just maybe, yeah, maybe a little micro spray or something to yep, be a little keep, lean in the summer. color, yeah, because uh, I'm suspecting that all along. We may have been just overfeeding grass, period. You know, we've just, we may have been just overfeeding it in a lot of cases, especially when we're talking about established residential lawns that have been there for a long time. It probably gets by on a lot less than what people give it. Mm. You know, I, I suspect that it gets by because. For example, with what I do, as long as my pH is in the right range, it's amazing what I get from even one-tenth to two-tenths of a pound of nitrogen per, per thousand square foot per month. Or a, uh, it's amazing. sometimes just uh, good, good cultural practices, or, or in some cases, less is more. If you just leave it yeah, alone, less is a, in some cases, yeah, it, yeah. It, it's better. Yeah, don't uh, don't touch it. I mean, and Ryan always pounds on this too. In that, the hardest thing to do in this business is nothing. Nothing. I mean, yeah. I I often have this conversation with people where I tell them, I can do this. I can do that. I can do all of this work. Apply all of this stuff, but. Let me ask you this. By doing this in terms of a short-term small gain in appearance, what kind of long-term problem am I going to create? And who is going to pay to fix that problem that I've just created? Who's going to pay for it? Are you going to pay for it? Because... I know damned well that uh, you're the very one where for money's tight. So 
I'm trying to be nice to you and uh, not run up the bill too high and try to keep the bill down. <laughs> and I, I think that's something else too, that um, when it, when it comes to customers and things like that, right. Um, hell, well, I don't know. I can't say this uh, for everybody and it goes both ways, right? I was going to say, you know, even your spouse, right? Like if you're, oh, all you do is spend money or if you get a customer that says, oh, you're just trying to run up the bill. It's like, you know what? I would say, man, 85% of, eh, I want to say 85, I'll say 75% of lawn care applicators want to do as much as they need to do without doing more than they need to do. How's that? In, not, in an effort to not maximize you know, profits just for the sake of, hey, I, I threw down that, you know, that tenacity app because it made me feel good, put something out. Like, there's nobody out there doing the feel-good apps, right, when it comes to, to professional lawn care. I mean, there probably are. Like I said, there's, there's probably people that do that. But for the most part, I think all of us want to manage it kind of like it's our own, right, which is, hey, I'm only going to do what I need to do, and that's not because I'm trying to do the bare minimum. It's because that it's just like you said, Paul, that doing only what's needed is usually all that's needed and it's the hardest thing to learn in this business but you you just got to do exactly what's needed and when you start to do more than that or less than that it's when it gets scary and uh, like, and like, and the other thing scary. that that i will say to any any applicator that i'd like to just you know, cut you off you're good is <laughs> anything worth doing is worth doing right. And if you're not going to yeah. do that, you shouldn't do it. What's, what's the alone. old, uh, what's the old, uh, John Wooden UCLA coach. What's his quote? If you don't have time to do it right the first time, how will you have time to do it over again? Mm-hmm. Well, I, I'm going to channel, uh, our Matt, our Matt Martin and what he would say to people <clears throat> that, you know, won't do it right for whatever reason, uh, what Matt has to say to them is get the fuck out of my industry. <laughs> okay. Somewhere what, he just got, somewhere he say. just got so excited hearing that while watching us, he vomited. That's how excited <laughs> he got right there. I, I hope not, but, uh, it was, a, it was, a, it was, a, it was a, is, a, a, a joyful vomit, you know? I don't know. I don't know about that. There are those. I don't think there's any of those. <laughs> I don't think so either. I don't think so either. A man so, can dream. But, but seriously, uh, that is that is a good point in that. Uh, why do it half-ass? And what I say is, okay. Because I'm normally in what's called a remedial situation, right? I tell people, okay, the person that cut corners um, that's my didn't class, do you right? any favors. Yeah. That didn't do you any favors because now what are we doing? I'm redoing what was supposed to be done the first time and you're paying for it one more time. I mean, so no favors were done to you. <laughs> I mean, should have been done right the first time, even though it took longer and might have cost more. It should have been done right the first time. So then that way it's not being redone 
twice and somebody's got to pay for it twice. <laughs> Unfortunately, that's the way this all goes, right? That we don't, we never mm-hmm. get, uh, we can never get ahead of this stuff because there's either, you know, there's too much to do or we're trying to save money, this, all this, that, and the other thing. So it's, uh, it's definitely an existential crisis this year and one that, uh, I think, you know, we're all up against and certainly, you know, you go back against consumer sentiment and what people think, you know, they're getting versus or what they perceive that they're getting versus what you're, what they're actually getting. And just like we talked about at the top of this, you know, this little segment here is that, you know, listen, uh, the perception is, well, you're applying all this stuff to my lawn and nothing's happening. Well, ma'am, sir, uh, I'm applying lime to your lawn so that everything in the system can actually work correctly. So, yeah, right. you might see minimal results, but it's going to take, like Leshy said or Paul said, a couple of years to even scratch the surface of making some type of a that visual kind, That kind impact. of deficit. Yep. If you're Absolutely. in that 4.8, yeah. that, yeah. that, that's, that's, that's not a quick trip around the corner. You, you're, you're going for a, a road trip. That's going to be a while. Yeah, that, that's, uh, that's going to that's be a long uh, ride because, uh, you know, the other side to that 10 pound per thousand app of hydrated lime i'm probably spreading about 50 pounds of conventional lime soon thereafter oh i thought you watered in the conventional lime with the hydrated lime actually i i separate it because hydrated is just so much Okay, hydrated lime is so much. I mean, 10 pounds of hydrated lime, let's see. That's enough to peel the skin off of a couple of cows, for example. It's a lot. So how big is the warning sign for that? I mean, does the standard three by five cover that? I mean, are you okay when you apply something like that? Or do you have to have like a eight and a half by 11 warning sign that says, you know, Skin will dissolve hey, Lushy, if you walk on the lawn. Lushy, yes, sir. You just come <laughs> come right down to 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 the tractor supply in North Carolina, Lushy, and uh, you, can, you can get it for like three dollars and eighty three in a bag. <laughs> yep, yep. But uh, <laughs> but the thing is, is that that is how you raise pH by a half a point in a couple of days. That's how you do it. You know, oh, that's damn. what it takes. And then and then after that, of course, to, to maintain that pH uh, correction and to have it trend it positively up, upward, then you can talk about conventional prilled lime at normal rates, you know, 50 pounds per thousand. Normal, normal rates, he says. <laughs> normal rates. Normal All right, rates. Paul, hey. Paul, we got to get you out of here. We got we got a couple people in line. Hey, thank you for Thanks, thank you for calling, so we can call you back. Uh, come pick up your items too. They're they're waiting here. Okay, but yeah. All right. Well, even, <laughs> see ya. Even, oh wow, this one's extra saucy. Okay. All right. Bye. Mm. Look at that, Paul Smith, award winning, award winning applicator. You're not going to find too many of those, and let alone. Uh, People that will call degenerates like us and talk to us live on the phone on the YouTubes. All right. Uh, got time for just a few more calls. It's been kind of, it's been quiet.
flying by here. Uh-oh. It has. Can we imagine who this is going to be? Okay. Turn down the radio. Turn down the radio. Caller. Turn down the radio. Hello. Hello. Hi. How are you? Hi. Hello. Thank you for calling Hot FM. You are the 98th caller. Can you it's say true. the phrase awesome. that pays? No, I'm sorry. That's wrong. Uh, Goodbye. I don't know. I don't know that phrase. <laughs> <laughs> to whom do we have the pleasure so, of speaking? Yeah. My name is uh, Luis Rodriguez. I'm the guy that sent in the OPH. Oh. By the way, we we, oh. we, uh, we were able to we were able to establish this Lushy, uh based on comments statements that he made on the chat. That was actually a CTSV uh, Cadillac in the background there. So mm. sweet ride. Yeah. That's sweet ride. That's that's not that's that's not his car. That's someone else's. Whose car, car is it? Oh my god! That's Brandon's car with the Emerald Zoysia. Who is this mm. then? Oh, this is the Weez. Four point eight. This is Louis. Alright, listen, what's going on with the 4.8? So, how does the grass look? What, let's start there. Let's, how does the grass and what look? What type do we have? So, we have Bermuda grass, right? Uh, common Bermuda. It was seeded okay. last oh. year. June oh, 6th. Ouch. Ouch. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, budget and all that stuff so he was pretty much the only choice i got different quotes for like fifteen thousand dollars and all that kind of stuff for sod so i had to go with seed uh and just water the hell out of it Mm -hmm. but um it's new construction uh one year it's one year old i just spent back in february when i bought it um decided to take this challenge on it had winter rye or rye grass what they call it whatever the contractors right out here or the first part of uh, spring died off, of course, of heat, and then in May, and then that's when uh, the seed for the Bermuda went down. Uh, this is me, brand new, not knowing about peat, soil pH, and you know all that kind of stuff. Uh, went into the weeds of lawn care, and then that's when I saw you guys, and I've been listening to you guys' podcast for like the last year, and oh, amazing. Well, thank you. Uh, I appreciate you guys uh, doing all this for the community. Like I said. You guys are awesome. Invaluable, invaluable advice that people pay hundreds of hundreds of dollars for. But anyway, <laughs> um, I digress. Um, yes, four point eight, um, pH. I got the whole. I have to apply line thing. My question is, am I? So am I wasting your? I just heard your story right now about uh, fertilizers. Am I wasting my time and money fertilizing? It is getting a color response. Let me say, let me say that right now. And it is spreading because at the beginning of the season, there were bare spots. Uh, I could probably send some pictures if you guys want. But there were bare spots that are now filling in, and they, they look pretty good. I mean, uh, I would say out of the 10,000 square feet, I have about a good eight 8,000 completely filled in and good to go. Um, that looks pretty good. Of course, any iron product out there, I just have to mention the word iron. And the lawn greens up in two seconds, uh, probably because of the low pH. But other than that, I, I've been applying uh, Equalizer, 18, 18, 18, every two weeks at uh, 0.1 uh, and down. Mm-hmm. And I also went to my local site one to, I just want to, you know, I don't know, fire it up a little bit. Mm-hmm. So I went to my local site one and 
got a, ba- a 50 pound bag of 191919 19, 19, and threw that down yes. uh, June 2nd. Yeah, June 2nd. You're on the right yes. track. Yes. Uh, you're, you're on the right track because basically looking at your soil test, uh, you already know what I'm going to say about it. Uh, your program is going to be Lime and 111 for the foreseeable future. That, that's going to be your program. I mean, forget all of the fancy stuff. Uh, you may, if you want a little bit of extra temporary color, like if somebody's having a party at the house or something and you need the grass a little bit extra green, yeah, the iron is okay. However, I consider iron largely a temporary cosmetic. It washes off, <laughs> so to speak, yeah. right? Yeah. It washes off. About a, so, about a week, yeah. One week and it's yeah. gone. So, week, so, you know, if you want long-term green color, you're on the right track. Lime it. Lime it. And lime it. I mean, that's uh, that's all I can tell you because I have a picture of what your Bermuda grass looked like without the lime. I have an image in my head as to what it looked like. And it and it's not good. <laughs> at all. I mean I guess, I mean I'm picturing No, I am picture I am picturing thin stunted yellow and purple Bermuda grass. Yeah, sounds about right. Okay. Okay, I, I'm picturing that. And the reason why I know that is because I've seen Bermuda growing under those conditions. And uh, I've also seen it turn around and turn green when it is treated appropriately. And, folks, spoiler alert nitrogen alone does not help you when the grass is in this condition. <laughs> And and uh, here's here's my bigger picture take is this is uh, number one you're not wasting your time uh, on the fertilizer because th- those those basic building blocks have to be there right it's not like hey uh, lime quote unquote unlocks all this stuff it's not the miracle cure it is simply correcting uh, soil chemistry that needs to be corrected uh in order for other things to take place so that's number one number two is uh kudos to you for seeking to understand right before doing because i think that's obviously a lot of what takes place right is that uh people want those instant results and yeah the iron is great the iron can do you know great things for a very short period of time but you know to really understand what's going on and why and then taking action on that, that's the kind of stuff uh, we love to see, love to hear about, uh, because, you know, it, it it will never end, right? You'll get this thing figured out, and then you'll be on to the next one or two or three things in order, right? And it's just how far you want to go and how far you want to push it. And sometimes it comes down to budget. Sometimes it comes down to time, products, whatever that you want to, you know, uh, call into the equation. But, but the ability to see something to figure out and uh, decipher what's wrong and then have oh, and that's that's an important skill and it's an important skill in life but whatever but 
in turf especially you know to to work through the myriad of issues that we go through uh really crucial so kudos and hats off to you sir i think it's awesome i love it yeah definitely uh yeah uh i've dug into like i said i've dug more into the science aspect of it of understanding why certain things happen and you know what what causes what is my what i'm trying to get at um for my Mm -hmm. at least kind of experiment here with my yard um Mm -hmm. yeah uh i kind of i kind of love it i do i really do love learning and you can tell what what doesn't work you can hear it in your voice and uh we're glad that you love it that's that's exciting for us too hey i got a i got a quick question to follow up for for lewis here the what would you recommend as far as like a fertility it's just a quick synopsis of the the 111 and lime application as in a interval of like maybe do your fertilization then follow two to three weeks later by a five to ten pound of lime and then two to three weeks later followed by fertilization again i would try to set him up in a quick season yeah i would break it up like that and the reason why I would break it up like that and not try to apply everything all at once altogether is because two things happen. When nitrogen fertilizer comes in contact with lime that is not soil incorporated or watered in, what can happen is that lime will cause the nitrogen to evaporate from the fertilizer in the form of ammonia gas, you know, so it's a good idea to separate it. And secondly, what can also happen is if you have phosphorus-based fertilizers and you apply them at the exact same time as lime, what also can happen is the Lime will cause the phosphorus fertilizer to become non-available because that phosphorus fertilizer gets rapidly converted into what's called calcium phosphate, basic calcium phosphate. And basic calcium phosphate is not available to the plants at all. So the smart thing to do will literally be, and actually what I'd prefer to do is First thing in the year, put down the lime, get it worked into the soil with water, and then proceed with my fertility program and alternate every three weeks lime application, three weeks later fertilizer application, and then just keep on going back and forth between the two throughout the year and then finally in the fall instead of applying nitrogen because he has bermuda grass and nitrogen is not beneficial to go to sleep grass in the fall he would be better served to throw down like 50 pounds of lime at a time in the fall and let the winter rain put that in the soil for him over the winter. There you go. You know, that's how, that's how I would do it. And then come springtime, well, you now have that 50 pounds of lime working through the winter. So then you can just start adding to it 
the next year and going back and forth between lime and lime and fertilizers and just wash, rinse, repeat. And then, of course, after a year of doing this, good idea to test the soil again and see what effect this management program has had because it may be possible for you to, in time, back off on the 111 fertilizer and start feeding mostly nitrogen and maybe potassium. It is possible to do that because, you see, when you go on a really heavy phosphorus feeding program, you will build up soil reserves. You will build up some soil reserves. And once you build those up, your program gets a little bit easier because then you don't need to source phosphorus-containing fertilizers because it's not conventional, typically, to apply a lot of phosphorus to turf. That's not a, that's not a conventional practice. So it is, however, conventional to apply a lot of nitrogen. But until you get your phosphorus levels up, until you get your pH up, uh, until you get your potassium up even, your program is going to be a little bit unconventional because basically lime and 111 is farmer stuff, not turf grass stuff. And what I was always taught too is the, it's going to take a good six to eight months for if you're using a domaletic lime to really see that stretch out. So if you wait, mm -hmm. you know, if you do that fall application, you're going to see, you know, you're going to see everything you did through the year, but then you're going to see a partial of what you put down. So you, you kind of want to start to then scale back if you get a real big bump, but you're so far down that you could do that right into the next year and get, keep on going. I don't think you're going to see that. Yeah. Like, be, become an issue because on the opposite side. You, you're gonna here's my, when you start to get mm -hmm. closer to that six is when you're gonna want to slow down and start to watch. Because okay. here's what I suspect. I think Louise, you are literally going to need to apply a cumulative total of 150 pounds to 200 pounds of lime to this area before your pH comes up into a more reasonable range. And then once you get have applied that 150 to 200 pounds, then you start to test more, watch more, and really become sensitive to how much you're applying because it may get you to the point where you may only need to do like what, uh, 15 to 20 pounds one time a year in the fall as maintenance. Once you get it kind of up there, right? Once you get it up there, you're in, you're in maintenance. Okay. Okay. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, yeah, I. That's that was my kind of my plan. Uh, I was at twenty pounds though, like I told you guys uh, last month, and um, putting down my next, well, now 50, 50 pounds here this mm -hmm. weekend coming up. Um, like so you're gonna do it. it a, you're gonna do a full fifty pounds per thousand. Yes. Unless you so say you're now have seventy otherwise. pounds per thousand for the season. Say that again. You this will give you a seventy pounds per thousand for the season. For the season, yes. Starting yes from last from May. Should he break that out, Ray? Maybe do twenty five this coming weekend, and then break that out a little bit. 
I think just to stretch that through the season. A, it might be a good idea because my my caveat to throwing down fifty pounds of lime at once is I can only see doing that if I have the facilities to then water flood the unholy heck out of that area after I've thrown down that much lime. I wouldn't Even at do twelve and a half pounds wouldn't be bad. That's a good when you because it's gonna get it's probably yeah. getting dry where you are just to slowly start mm. to bring it up. And like Ray was saying, bring yeah. you do that fifty at the end of the year so the winter rains and fall fall weather, you know, will get that okay. in. Yeah. Then okay. When when your water is more limited and it's hotter, it's not bad to be a little more restrained and break it up. There's no shame in putting down ten to twelve and a half to fifteen pounds at a time rather than sending the whole fifty because sending the whole fifty at once is only if you have the water or the weather to put that in the soil. But then if you're trying to do that in the summer, that may be a little harder as far as your water goes. And that, at that point, what my concern would be is if you throw down a massive amount of water, I mean, an amount of lime, and you don't have the water to get it in the ground, that will then form a crust or a layer on top of the soil that is entirely lime. And that's not a good thing. Okay. 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 Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's not, sorry. I don't know if I said it, but it's, yeah, it's non irrigated, uh, real mode uh, with my GM 1600 at a bench height Ooh. of three quarters. Ooh. Oh, okay. Spicy. Okay. Okay. Fancy. All right. All right. So, in that case, because you're dealing with shorter cut, Bermuda, then what Lushy said about scaling that back to 12 and a half pounds per application during the growing season is an excellent idea because what I know about shorter cut grasses is you really cannot do a lot of things on shorter cut Bermuda unless you have irrigation or water. And somebody just asked, how much water are we talking about for 50 pounds of lime? Remember what Ryan said about the fire hose? That much water. <laughs> okay? <laughs> hook up, the, hook up the, to the fire hydrant, unroll the two-inch hose with the, uh, with the big nozzle on it, and stand there for the next two hours. That's how much water you need. <laughs> okay. Man, I'd have to get up at two, in the, two much... o'clock in the morning to do that. Yeah. No. I think, yeah, I think yeah, Ryan yeah, would yeah. under, it... we talked about some, you know, the, the hardest thing to do is to do nothing. And the second hardest thing to do is to be reserved with your applications and be patient. You know, to, to, mm. I want to get it all down. Let, I want to, I want to just take that dirt's been there a way longer than before you showed up and decided you want to start messing with it. You need yeah, to slowly definitely. change, yeah. change the profile of it and, and the makeup of it. 
take your time and slowly go because you can ramp it up and cause way more problems. Yeah, yeah. It's okay. it's easy to go too hard, too fast, uh, too much, and something's going to break. Whereas what I always say to people... God, is that Sheila's bumper sticker? Uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. I mean... <laughs> Too hard and too fast. I mean, after all, something's going to break. <laughs> <laughs> Sheila knows me, so you go figure. You do the math. <laughs> but seriously, what I tell people is I ask them, okay, how long has it been like this before somebody has taken it upon themselves to try and fix this? Oh, decades. So a- another six months to a year ain't going to hurt you. Okay. Another six months to a year ain't going to hurt you at that point. <laughs> I have about one more year, maybe two, and then I got to probably pick up and go. I'm in the uh, I'm in the army, so I'm only here temporarily. Oh. So I'll try to do ah. my best in the next two years. Well, okay. You can pound it hard this one. winter and put it away. Yep, and then you can fix the next one. You can slowly fix you know, <laughs> properties all across the world. I was going to say, I mean, hey. uh, listen, all, all I all I heard was, uh, you know, pocketing a little bit of that PCS money next time so you could put, dump it in the lawn, man. That's all I heard. <laughs> well, you know, true story, our producer fixed a lot at the Army housing here in Hawaii. Okay? Our producer turned a lawn from a shit miss into an entirely St. Augustine lawn. So you want to know something funny, I right? I was yeah. just listening to that podcast this morning. I shit you mm-hmm. not. That same, the same situation <laughs> you're talking about right now. I think it was, the name was Justin. Oh, I'm not mistaken. Justin, that yeah. same podcast, yeah, that, the same situation I was listening to this morning. Yeah, yeah that was, uh, that's, yeah, was uh, awesome. that's, that's our producer's son-in-law. And... The the thing is, is that that got turned from a shed fire into a beautiful St. Augustine lawn. Okay? Awesome. And, you know, that was when Jay Pink and I started talking. Uh, oh, when was that? Back in uh, 2018. And he said, oh, help. How do I fix this? Uh I'm from Iowa. I don't know anything about warm season grasses. And all I had to say was, <laughs> okay, man, you're going to learn today. <laughs> you're going to learn today. Yeah, I heard, <laughs> heard JP says, I went in there, fucked his shit up, and I left. And then he went to go consult yeah. the green doctor and figured it out. <laughs> that was awesome. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> all right. So, any other questions? Uh, no, this is more more than enough, more than, you know, I don't want to tie up the line anymore, but this is, like I said, amazing. It's great information. I'm going to run with it and just take off and see, see what happens. Yeah, yeah. see how, uh, see how high you can, uh, you can take this, because I'm suspecting that because you've started liming, you're already going to see a response. In the next couple of months. Oh yeah, uh, just you're you're gonna see the, you're gonna see it. Yeah, I I, I can I think I can kind of see a little bit, but yeah, I'm I'm excited. I'm excited. What's this? 
All right. <laughs> yeah. Good luck. That's all I had. I appreciate you guys. Thank you. Thank you very much. All right. Well, we can get all another right. caller at 304-804-7277. And uh, anybody that's looking for an, uh, a great resource also on pH and availabilities, Matt actually has an old video. I think, Ray, what's that? Four years ago, I think, we dive into the archives. I believe so. Yes, yes, yes. Hello, caller. You are on the air. <laughs> Hello. All I heard was Ray just chuckling, so I know that I've got on. Oh boy! All right, the do- the real Hello, doctor man. is in the house, and the green doctor is in the house. <laughs> oh is, shit! Uh, you knew it already. <laughs> I still, listen. are you still sucking an ox- oxygen from the last time we hung out? Yeah, yeah. Not enough, though. I've actually got a question for you. What did you oh, do? Boy. How did you do this? How did you honestly manipulate your way on here? We all know you're not, you're not smart enough to be here. Oh, oh, you know it. I know it. Everyone watching knows it. Uh, uh, the list is long and distinguished like the uh, oh wait I can't say that part Um, you know I've paid a few people off we don't really have a deep bench yeah the bench is really short it really is (laughs) you got got a few connections (laughs) but she can hold his own He's, he's If we're talking pH, low pH, we can, we can, I can, I can, I can help. No, Lushy can hang because, yeah, Lushy can hang totally because Lushy's the one where he and I were discussing putting lime through a top dressing spreader. (laughs) Yes. Okay, there you go. Yeah. I still may rent that. I, I still mm-hmm. make yeah. that, that, that. Just buy it. Just buy it. Storage. Uh, no, no. I, I, I can I tell that Leshy can take it. You know what I mean? <laughs> he's he's one of those guys. Oh, he can definitely take it. He's he's oh, I can an take absolute. It. He's he's dished out a lot and taken that much and some maybe some more. Yeah, and and all nine <laughs> inches. So what 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 do <laughs> we got going on here tonight? Uh, ear, nose, and turf. What's What's the what's the sitch up there in uh, northern New York? Oh God, it's it's fucking awful, man. Uh, so I listened to a guy named Ryan DeMay, and he told me that sand was the best thing you can put on your lawn. And uh, turns out there's a lot of problems that come up. Like what? You know. Uh, like uh, maybe you should think about the, whether or not you have irrigation first or, you know, do oh, any yeah, sort I mean, of research other of... than just listening to some guy on <laughs> the Internet. No, I, I I think that it was a good decision for me to to do it. But, man, it is tough trying to keep turf alive um, now that it's it's dry. You know, like, uh, I wasn't expecting this because last year, 
last year it was so wet it was raining every three days like half an inch and i was like you know what i'm gonna put down a sand cap and that'll solve everything (laughs) and if it had stayed that way this year that would be fantastic but it doesn't and it mother nature does not do what you want it to to do you know no and you might you might get uh it might be dry this year and next year and then it might be wet the next the following year you get you gotta you gotta kind of ride it out okay you're probably similar to the same drought that i'm having yeah yeah exactly here's my here's my thought on that now if only i had a magic solution to instantaneously get rid of excess water i would be a genius okay Excess water. That that is my nightmare. Because converse no, because conversely, if it's hot, it's dry, uh I don't weird out about that as much because worst case scenario is I bust out the pellet pro and I'm wetting down a a hot spot. Yeah. Or I'm adding adding time to the irrigation system to, you know, keep up with the ET. But yeah. I don't have a good way to fix too much water. And oftentimes in lawns that have too much water, uh, yeah. I'm having a conversation with that homeowner about the five tons of sand that needs to come to their yard. <laughs> yeah, so, so I'm having that. You know, that's the thing, right? I'm so jealous of you. Like, how often do you actually deal with too little water? Uh all the time, all the wind, time. Really? Yeah, wind. Like, do you yeah, actually get drought though? Like, real without without humidity, you get the dry. Like, okay. Here's the thing: is that what I call drought is when it has not rained in two or three months and it isn't about to rain anymore for the next at least four months. Okay? I tell people Hawaii is like Gilligan's Island. You know, the tropic desert isle. It's just like Gilligan's Island because we can go months without rain. None. Okay? Really? No rain. And really? Really? Yeah, serious. Yeah. Yeah. Months without rain. I just rain. imagine and it like the Amazon, time. you know, like it, it's just raining all the time. Oh, no, sir. No, sir. I mean, the only time I may get excessive rain is between October, November through May. So I, guess I actually have a question. I, Ray, on this topic, do you run into uh, water bans? Water restrictions? Yes, I do. I do. However, most of my lawns weather that just fine. And they weather that just fine because, one, those lawns are all in an irrigation deficit already. And two, my watering program normally falls within the mandate that is normally set and that is watering only every other day uh that's fine and good for me 
because typically my lawns get watered Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday only. So uh, along those lines, I, I actually have a, a real question. Um, mm-hmm. How long, I, and, and to be fair, uh, last time we talked, uh, we were all on our Friday night Zoom call, and, and to be fair, I had had a few, and and if we talked about this already, I apologize. Um, but my question is, how long does it actually take to get a hydrophobic soil, right? Because, so basically, when you put down soil, when you till something up, when you put down a, a sand cap, it's at its most aerated, right? How long does it take to go from the most aerated, perfect uh, soil to being a hydrophobic soil? Two, two different things here at play. So first we're talking about the physical properties of the soil, right? So a quote-unquote perfect soil, right, is 50% uh, mineral, right? So whether it's sand, silt, clay... Right right, or any combination of those, 25% air, 25% water, right? That's the perfect soil. So in reality, right, what ends up happening is is that as we dry down, right, airspace goes away and we get smaller pores in that space, right? So we get uh, what are called capillary pores. And that space right there is where, um, you know, compaction happens. We can push more soil into a given area, basically increasing our bulk density, right? So the amount of soil... It's in a given volume, right? And how much we can compress down in there. Okay. So the more micropores asking, there are than macropores. Correct. Mm-hmm. So correct. when that takes place, it, it, here's the thing is with sand, very difficult to get that to a point uh, unless you add in a bunch of organic material, right? That uh, To mm-hmm, which it right. is uh, difficult to work with. So I think when we talk about hydrophobic soils, the thing that uh, happens there is that we have uh, net positive charges, right, that repel water, right, and keep it, or excuse me, net negative charges that repel water, right, for various reasons. There's also organic acids, right, that can come into the soil and basically um, make that soil hydrophobic as well. And so, what's that? Yeah. Right, the waxy basically, cuticle right, that, that washes kinda, it down too. Waxy, become, yeah, kind of becomes a film films, within the soil. Yes, waxy Correct. films and that hydrophobic condition the way it typically happens and what i typically see happening is imagine a media with a particularly high organic matter content that has been allowed to dry down to a high degree and then now you need to get water back into it and that is when again I am having to break out the pellet pro and I'm having to drench in water and wetting agent because water by itself. Right. Right. Like you, you, you've talked about in the past, right? Like you've grown grass on like that sandy white, perfect sand. Mm -hmm. And how long, let's say you had just pure sand and you were growing Mm -hmm. something on it. How long would mm-hmm. you expect it would take before 
you start to see beating at the surface where you start to ex- see a, a decrease in infiltration. Okay. For me, never. And the reason why never is because I'm people, Ray, God damn it. No, people, <laughs> when they have sand, can become their own worst enemy. And the way they become their own worst enemy is because they have sand, they then get a hair up their ass about how low the organic matter content is, and they then deliberately try to elevate that organic matter. Secondly, the other way to elevate your organic matter in sand very fast is to apply more nitrogen than the grass actually needs. That is how you create a lot of organic matter in sand. And even on the golf greens, I see this cycle, Ryan. Here's Mm -hmm. what the golf guys do here. Twice a year, they make a big Buddhist ritual out of, we're going to aerate, verticut, uh, and top dress with sand. And what the hell do they do after they've gone through all that? Tell me, Ray. Fertilize it. They come out with one half to three quarters of a pound of granulated nitrogen thrown down all at once after they've gone through all of that ass-busting work. That's what you got to do to heal it in, man, so the golfers don't bitch. I'm telling you, I live it. I know what it's like. I've, hey, listen. Yeah. Don't shoot the messenger, but I've done that quite often. Okay. 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 But then, likewise, after I dirt a lawn, I often get questions about whether I'm going to fertilize that lawn after. And that's the point where. I give that person that's asking me this if only looks could kill. (laughs) Because I know what happens. And you want to talk about creating excessive organic matter that will actually make it more likely that you will have a hydrophobic soil condition? The way you do it is too much fertilizer. That's how you do it. So if you're so then right, but but how do you balance that with a, a a soil that has such a low water holding capacity, right? The I mean, are I, you the are way you I, irrigating every single day? Yes, I can be. I can be every single day. I'm I'm watering enough to keep moisture where the roots are. And likewise, I'm also applying maybe no more than a tenth of a pound of nitrogen per application. I'm applying very small amounts of nitrogen. And there's one more thing that I'm doing that is rather contrary to convention. I don't collect clippings. I don't collect clippings. I let the clippings cycle back in and here's what happens when you do that if you cycle but your clippings back in and you're also not over fertilizing 
what you'll often find is that that lawn or that turf area often reaches a balance between nutrients and organic matter. It reaches a balance. But that balance is very easily upset. I do get it. Right. But but the Yeah, the I mean point I, is, I, I I wonder how much of that is is due to you know the, the warm season turf honestly requiring less water and being more tolerant of that dry down, right? Because I mean in my mind it's just like what I'm seeing right now in the cool season side is that my God, without that water holding capacity, it, you know, it, it goes from okay to completely dried down in less than 24 hours, you know? So okay. in, unless you're irrigating every single day, uh, it's an, it's an insanity. Okay. The, the thing that I can also tell you well, is with your that... digital forecast from the weather base, you know how much to actually water. Okay, the other thing that I'm going to say is that this whole water thing is very species dependent. Okay? Right. It's very species dependent. In, even in the warm season grasses where I know the, the grass species that get by on less. And do you know what, you know what the winner is as far as getting by on less? Bermuda. Bermuda gets by on less water overall. Bermuda isn't going to live versus, with right. Yeah. However, conversely, one of the worst as far as not managing well when there's less water available, zoysia. But here's the surprise. The other grass that is very good at getting by on little water is St. Augustine. Mm. They can be good at that. But that is all out the window and blown out if that St. Augustine is over-fertilized. And the other thing that I can tell you about drought tolerance and water needs is that the higher your nitrogen fertilization is, the more water the grass is going to need overall. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, the more, yeah. the more you try to push it with nitrogen, you're basically directing the grass to consume and do more of everything. So somebody on YouTube wasn't wrong when he says uh, nitrogen drives the bus. However, that same person needs to think now, hey, dumbass, if nitrogen drives the bus, then that means that with a lot of nitrogen, the grass is going to need a lot more of everything else. More sales. Right. More, mo more mowing, more water, uh, more fungicides need. Yeah. I mean, more of everything. So you got to think now, nitrogen drives the bus. Yeah, nitrogen 
because like one of my instructors at university told me that basically your fertilization rate basically determines the pace and the cost of which your turf management program needs to go at. So the more fertilizer you put down, the more costly that turf area is going to be to maintain overall. More yeah. is not more. Okay. No. <laughs> All right. So, so, now, so uh, gonna, uh, what about go ahead? What about go, Izzy's? Go what about Izzy? Uh, question about adding something like a hydrotain style project, a uh, you know, or yeah, a moisture uh, magnet, like a hydrotain. Uh, that, there, there's uh, other products. I mean, I'm I'm using that as just a, a brand name. Yeah. Kleenex. Yep. Mm-hmm. That that was actually something that I I wanted to to drop in a little bit is is and i know ryan and i talked about this a little bit earlier this week is Mm -hmm. that like let's let's all be honest okay soil water holding capacity does not increase with surfactants right no no right so how do we increase soil water holding capacity Well, only one way is to put some sort of substance in the ground with the soil that will hold more water. So the easiest and the cheapest way to do that is add additional organic material, right? So every one percent cycling effect every every one percent of organic matter that we add will hold an additional twenty five thousand gallons of water per acre, okay? So consider that. Now, that's good and bad. You you Mm -hmm. live by the sword and you die by the sword, right? So what happens when you're hot and dry turns into hot and 75% humidity and it's raining every 22 hours? Mm, Maybe not as good, right? (laughs) So. Oh, yeah. So it sounds like my boy's got to get himself some irrigation to fix this issue. Yeah, I, I think this is a. Uh, I mean, just get the irrigation. Uh, There's the the whole problem to this whole issue is if you had irrigation, you wouldn't have a problem, because if it was hot, no, I mean, wet, it, you would just turn it down, and if you had, and if it's hot and dry, you just turn it up. Right, but I also have to deal with the 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 wife factor, you know. Just Turning go, that just water go, on, just, and she sees the Dochi Ching, and I God, I mean, how do you deal with that? That's doc, the ultimate question. Doctor, you just you say, "Look, I did two no jo- nose jobs. We paid for the water for the I year." Know, was, I don't <laughs> think that, it's not that kind of. That doesn't work like that. Listen, uh, I know he's not. I think this is a good you know, topic. Look, go, go ahead, go ahead. I just hey, look, you, then you just let it dry out one year. You say, "Fine, we did it the cheap way." That's, and then she'll say, "Well, wh- why does it look like that?" Well, we followed you up, plan. Oh, oh, mm-hmm. oh! I'm sorry, Lushy. Does, does your wife actually follow logic? She, she's a. She well, actually we, we says, divided, oh, "Okay, this, this is the evidence." And <laughs> no, hey, <laughs> in my house, no. it's uh, I'm wrong, she's right. The end. <laughs> 
this is the no. truth, and I we have grubs, so it she was right <laughs> that time. So I can't I can't actually like falter for that. So she don't she doesn't give me crap about that. This is funny that she gives me crap about. So trust me, nothing's perfect. I, I got to tell you, I mean, I, I sleep on the couch with the fancy pillows a lot. You know, to me. <laughs> it's, nice, it's nice there. I don't like take, it. You don't get to take your good pillow out there. You got to sleep with those <laughs> shitty, itchy, disgusting throw pillows that are 5,000 degrees before you even lay your head on them. So mm-hmm. I get it. I understand it. But I'm going to stop. All right. I'm taking so I much of you guys' up, time. I, no, no, I, 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 this, I feel bad about this it. Guy I, I appreciate is, it. This guy's going to be back. He's going to be back in less than a month. Is he going to be a guest? July 21st. July 21st, right. he's back. So. Start taking notes if they let me. If they let me, take notes and ready for you. Be ready. In depth. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we got to shut it down, uh, and we got to get out of here on this. We'll have a very short uh, after show tonight. Uh, A little bit more on Sunday night. Hopefully, Matt's feeling a little bit better. It's also we got to shut this down because. Tomorrow's Jay Pink's birthday, and he can't cut me off. So everybody, wish him happy birthday. We got to go. Love you all. Bye. See you on the next happy one. Happy birthday, After motherfucker. Show, After yeah. show, we'll be up in Dirty Deeds. If you don't know what that is, uh, go ahead and subscribe to the channel. Otherwise, probably the better thing to do, go ahead and go on to www.patreon.com forward slash burn return. Subscribe to us on there. Check us out for all the cool After Show content. And we will see you all on the next one. Remember, it costs less than a cup of coffee. And gasoline.